Hey, this is Kate from Ignorance Was Bliss, and you are listening to So Wizard. Very fast and very dangerous. Broadcasting very fast and very dangerous from the planet Malastare, you are listening to So Wizard. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? The only podcast to make the Kessel Run in under 12 parsecs. There'll be no one to stop us this time. What's going on, everybody? It is time for episode number 228 of the So Wizard podcast. I'm your host, Joey DiCarlo. My co-hosts are the queen of all nerds, Aubrey Litchfield. Boom, shakalaka. And the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Sometimes I like to light a match and let it burn down to my fingertips just so I can feel something. Anything. <laughs> you are listening to So Wizard Podcast. Three friends discuss the world of nerd podcasting weekly. This week we've got a little bit of news and then we're going to talk all about the new movie, Spider-Man. Into the Spider-Verse animated debut of Spider-Man and Miles Morales on the big screen. But before we get into all of that, how is everyone doing? Markellis, tell us, Markellis, how has your week been? Uh, my week has been all right. It's been all right. I did something pretty amazing this weekend. I bought tickets to my first K-pop concert. Ooh. Oh, boy. Yeah, it was uh, it was a very daunting experience. Um, I couldn't get my tickets through Ticketmaster like I wanted to. Uh, apparently, when you buy tickets for a show, there's like a queue that you have to wait in in order to be eligible to buy the tickets. And I wasn't aware of that. So when I jumped onto a Ticketmaster to purchase my tickets, uh, there was like 2,000 plus people in front of me. Uh, and I just stared at my phone and watched that number dwindle down till it got down to about uh, to about like the teens. And then when I went to buy my tickets, I couldn't get it at all. I just every time I tried to buy it, it just didn't go through. So I had to buy my ticket through StubHub. Paid a little bit more than I wanted to, but I'm still going. So uh, next year, I will be seeing my first K-pop concert. It's very, very exciting. Uh, did you have to pay a premium when you got them through StubHub? Uh, no, I didn't. No, oh, okay. So it wasn't too expensive? No, no, no. I was going to... There's different tiers um, at these shows, and there's like five different tiers. I was going to pay for tier three, uh, which was not super expensive. Is like medium range. But I wound up getting tier five, which is all the way in the back, but I'm paying around the same price as tier three. So it's a little bit of a, a little bit of a knockdown, but I'm still going. Like there's no way okay. I'm not I'm not gonna go. I, I waited too long to get this ticket. There's no way I'm not gonna go. <laughs> all right. All right. So you don't have to cancel Dragon Con next year, you can still go. Um oh yeah. All right, so I'm not going to Dragon Con this year, no I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 yeah, luckily it's uh, at the beginning of the year, so there's plenty of time to uh, go and then recover for Dragon Con. Cool, Aubrey, how are you? I know you are waiting to switch jobs, so I am. Um, so this week I've just been catching up on a lot of stuff. Um, caught up completely on my holiday shopping. Caught up completely on like every other thing I had to do, um, as far as life goes. So, you know, this week should be smooth sailing and then I start my new job next week. So, yeah. Cool. Right in time for Christmas. 
I started the day after Christmas, which is wow. kind of nice. Yeah. Just in time for all the returns. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I I haven't been doing anything. I've been just been working way too much and trying to sleep. Uh, today I only got forty five minutes of sleep, so. Yeah. So you got home. You're really tired now, aren't you? Right, right. I got home at seven a.m. I tried to go to sleep. Um, I ended up. I had to go to the bathroom, not to be gross, but I had to go. To the, I woke up, <laughs> fell asleep for forty five minutes. I woke up. I had to go to the bathroom, but then we only have one bathroom, so like there were, there were people in the bathroom and they were doing stuff. So I had to wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait. And by the time I actually got to use the bathroom and lay back down, I was completely awake. So oh. then I went and worked at my second job, uh, 11 to 2.30, drove home, picked up the kids, went to the movies, went inside into the Spider-Verse, came home, sat down, uh, ate something, and here we are. <laughs> All right, so we'll get through this as quickly as possible so you can get some no, sleep. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm just powering through. Powering through. Counting the days down. Just got to make it through Christmas. Oh, you're almost oh. there. Yeah, right, right. I'm done with my shopping, so that's all that matters. Sweet. So, enough about us. Let's talk about us. Mark Ellis, why don't you tell the listeners where they can find more So Wizard Podcast. Every episode is somebody's first. So they may not know where to find more so wizard podcast content for their ears sure. and eyes <laughs> and eyes. Uh, yeah. Uh, so everybody can go to uh, so wizardpodcast.com where you will find new episodes every week. Uh, you also find movie reviews from yours truly, uh, Netflix and Amazon streaming picks from our buddy, the awesome Adam Mollyhawk. You'll also find our merchandise there. So you can look good while you are representing the show, per- uh, purchase some of our t-shirts. Uh, another great way to support our show is by doing your Amazon shopping through the link that we keep right on the website. Uh, click on your big A that we keep right on the website. Do your shopping, receive your products, and that way you'll be helping out our show. The Christmas time is a great time to do your Amazon shopping through the Soul Wizard Podcast website, too. Uh, you can also find our social media links there. We have Facebook, we have Twitter, we have Instagram, so you can get at us. Uh, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review while you're there. Uh, you can also find us on a Stitcher radio app for your tablet or smartphone, Podbean, Google Play Music, and you can uh, stream our show through Spotify. Uh, you can also support our show through our Patreon page patreon.com backslash so was your podcast uh you can support the show and get bonus content shout out to all of our friends in the podcast groups back to you joey and i have lots of hidden potential <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, all right, great. So uh, I know we had a lot of news last week to the point where we didn't even have anything, any main topic. We just did news the whole episode. So, you know, needless to say, of course, now we have nothing to talk about, but I'm sure there's something. So, Markellis, let's do it. Let's do the news. Yo, pump it up. It's time for the news. Yo, we getting ready to bring you the news. All right, so this week in nerdy news, uh, like you said, Joey, there wasn't really a lot to talk about, but we do have a little bit of casting news. Uh, in case you were uh, getting ready for the Dora the Explorer live action film, we know now who is going to play Swiper. Uh, Academy Award nominated actor Benicio Del Toro is cast as Swiper in a Dora the Explorer movie. 
Uh, we've talked about this before. I never watched Dora the Explorer. I have no idea what the show is about. Um, but I am a fan of uh, the girl that played that's going to be playing Dora because she was in uh, this movie called Instant Family that came out, and she was really good in that. So, and she was also in Sicario too with Benicio del Toro. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, my main question is, what type of weird voice do you think Benicio del Toro is going <laughs> to produce for this movie? Uh, let's start. Let's start with you, Joey. What? <laughs> is he gonna have a weird stutter? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, Swiper is a fox, so like, how is this gonna work? Is he like animated, and it's just his voice, or is he gonna like put him in a costume? It's gonna be like the Wolfman. They're gonna do the Wolfman all over again. Weird prosthetics. Oh yeah, he was in that horrible <laughs> Wolfman movie, wasn't he? Yep, Academy Award winning uh, Wolfman movie. In case you were worried about the worth of the Oscars, <laughs> no, the special effects were good in it. Um, wow, that movie was a piece of shit. Wow. Um. Yeah, he's a great actor, but he seems to be taking on a lot of weird, strange roles lately. Like, either he's in his I don't give a fuck stage or he's got enough money to be like, uh, OK, I'm just going to do whatever the hell I want. Uh, yeah. Hey, private school isn't cheap. That's right. <laughs> Thank you, Robert De Niro. Um, does uh, did did you see Sicario 2? No, I did not get around to watching it because I watched uh, I wanted to watch part one before I watched part two. And when I made it to the end of part one, I'm like, I'm good for the Sicario saga right now. I'll just relax for a little bit. I don't need, I don't I need any more right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. The first one didn't exactly blow my socks off where I felt I needed to run out to the theater and watch part two right away. So I'll, I'll wait. Okay. No. Um, but <laughs> I'm not exactly running to the theater either to see a Dora the Explorer movie, but you know, if they're going to do weird batshit insane casting like this, maybe <laughs> I might watch it on TV or something. I don't know. It sounds like if it's going to be r- ridiculous enough, like the Sonic movie, like this, it just keeps getting crazier and weirder <laughs> to the point where it's like, I want to see this train wreck. <laughs> I don't think we're at train wreck status yet, but if we're going to see Benicio del Toro dressed up in a weird rainbow fox costume with a bandana trying to steal things i'm like halfway to the theater already <laughs> wow maybe i should do a little research on his dora to explore thing see what i'm getting into <laughs> all right so what about you aubrey you're a dora to explore fan right what do you think about benicio <laughs> del toro um i know i didn't watch dora dora came out like right after my time yeah my cousins watched dora though so i have a couple of episodes under my belt I think that this is really odd and I don't know how this is going to happen. Cause like Joey said, swipers are Fox. So I don't know. Is it going to be like Johnny Depp in into the woods? I don't know. Seems weird. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know when the movie is coming out, but uh, I, I'm glad that it's happening uh, and it's probably going to look better than the uh, live action Kim possible trailer that I dropped a little while ago. Oh, God. Yikes. Uh, all right. So then in um, other, this isn't really casting news, but it is um, a little bit of light at the end of the uh, Marvel tunnel. Uh, they are moving ahead with a Doctor Strange, too. You know, big surprise. Uh, he's uh, a favorite character. who did an amazing job in Avengers Infinity War. So, of course, people are going to want some more Doctor Strange. Scott Derrickson, the director of the first movie, along with a few horror movies, is coming back. For part two, I think this is cool. I love filmmakers when they get a second bite at the apple when it comes to these franchise movies. For some reason, I think 
The second time around is usually better, unless you're Mark Webb and you're doing Amazing Spider-Man Two. Then I don't know what I don't know what the fuck happened there. Uh, but yeah, I'm psyched for Scott Derrickson to really get into like the weirdness of Doctor Strange too. Not that it's, not that he's an established character. Uh, so, Aubrey, how do you feel about Doctor Strange two having the the same kind of crew behind it? Do you think uh, this is a good thing, or do you would you rather see someone new step behind there and add some more to it? No, honestly, I think this is a good thing because I actually liked Doctor Strange mm-hmm. despite my distaste for Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> um, so I I actually am pretty excited. I think that they did a great job on the first one, so I'm pretty excited to see how this plays out for the second one. Cool, cool. What about you, Joy? Um, yeah, uh, it's cool. I'm excited to see what else he can bring to the table. Now we've got the world established and the visuals established and uh, – Infinity War kind of showed a lot more of what he can do in uh, battle. So I'd be interested to see what they can do. Hopefully it's going to be more about Baron Mordo and uh, what he's got going on. But we'll see where they take the story. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I have absolutely no problem with that. I like the first one a lot. It's It wasn't like – I mean outside of the visuals, it wasn't like – super awesome right (laughs) definitely had some problems you know it it felt very phase one-y but yeah i liked the flares he brought to it so hopefully they'll give him a little more free reign and just go like wild we can get some like crazy steve ditko's era style like psychedelic um visuals yeah that's what i'm hoping for too there's there the doctor strange movies and like the ant-man movies you don't really feel like the filmmakers thumbprints on it like you do with like the Captain America movies. Like you watch a Captain mm-hmm. America movie, you can feel the Russo brothers, um, their fingerprints all over it. Um, and same with Black Panther. That movie feels very Ryan Coogler. The Doctor Strange movie, like, I mean, I don't know that much about Scott Derrickson, but he did bring the, the cool visuals to it. So I'm really hoping that the second one, he'll be able to really inject some of his personality. We get a, a much more personal film. I hope. But uh, yeah, good for him. And he, he had a, he's had a shitty couple of months. His house burned down in that big fire that happened oh. in California. When um, all of those famous people's uh, people were running out of their houses with their pets and shit, his house was one of the ones that got burnt up. So, you know, I'm gl- glad to see that Marvel's like taking care of their own. Like, come on back, dude. Uh, so let's see. And then speaking of Marvel, um, uh, there was a interview with uh, Amy Pascal, who uh, was in, in pretty much in charge of the Spider-Man character over at Sony. Uh, she said that the Sinister Six movie is still on deck. Uh, Drew Goddard. Uh, a filmmaker who I love from uh, Cabinet of Woods and uh, his run on Buffy the Vampire Slayer comic book. Uh, he was working on a Sinister Six movie and he left to work on Daredevil, uh, the Daredevil TV, the f- season one of Daredevil on, on Netflix. And then uh, the Spider-Man, the whole Spider-Man universe kind of blew up at that time. So we really had nothing to go back to, but she's excited to do it. I'm not sure if, if Sony should be making another I'm not sure if they should be getting back into the Sinister Six water, uh, but it's still on deck. Joey, is there anything about the Sinister Six that you want to see now? Now that you know that Sony is capable of making a good movie or two good movies. No, No. (laughs) not even a little bit. Nothing at all. No, because they're not going to get Michael Keaton's not going to be in it. And they haven't even established any of the other characters. Mm -hmm. So what how does this even work <laughs> nobody cares about this stop it all right all right i'm gonna put a pin in that one aubrey how about you i don't know the sinister six was kind of cool but i don't know mm-hmm. see a lot of people thought making a venom movie 
without Spider-Man was a dumb idea. And uh, the box office receipts show that that wasn't the case. It's because my man was in it. <laughs> oh, boy. So if we get if we get Tom Hardy to play all Sinister Six, do you think that would help? Yes. Yes. All six of them. <laughs> exactly. And Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy, and Tom Hardy. Introducing Tom for Hardy. I take all my monies. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I like Drew Goddard, so if Amy Pascal wants to work with him and still thinks that he's, can, he's able to bring something to the Spider-Man universe, I say go for it. Why not? I didn't like Venom, but, uh, you know, whatever. who cares what I think? <laughs> Sony made their money back and did some. Yeah, well, thanks, China. <laughs> All right, so then uh, speaking of Amy Pascal and the Spider-Universe, a subject that we're going to be talking about later on into the Spider-Verse uh, has already announced the sequels. We talked about this a little bit last week. The uh, creative team behind the Voltron cartoon uh, are going to be doing handling the sequel and a spinoff. Uh, the spinoff is going to be focused on the Spider-Women. So that's Spider-Gwen, Silk, Spider-Woman, and I believe Penny Parker is going to be in there too. Without going too much into, into the Spider-Verse, Joey, how do you feel about a all-female group? Actually, you know what? Let me ask Aubrey first. Aubrey, how do you feel about an all-female <laughs> spider group coming from the same universe that did Into the Spider-Verse? I don't know. Um, I don't really like Spider-Gwen. Um, so I don't, I don't know how I would like that. It might be okay, but I just feel like <sighs> it's not the characters that I want. I don't want a movie of these characters. I want a movie of like fucking Storm's backstory or something cool like that. I feel like Spider Gwen's just a dud. <laughs> I want, I want a strong female story like you know, Storm's backstory is fantastic. If we could have a Storm movie, that would be awesome. I'd love a Storm movie. But it's Spider-Gwen, I don't know. I don't feel, I don't, I don't feel sold on it. You don't feel she's a character yet that's deserving of uh, this type of attention? I don't feel like I'd care enough. enough. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. All right, Joey, what about you, dude? Um, How do I put this without ruining what we're going to talk about in like five seconds. Uh, yeah, it'd be cool. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. I, I, it's going to be from, uh, we talked about it last week. Lauren Montgomery was a, uh, amazing uh, director. She did a lot of the really cool DC animated films. And like I said, she's one of the creative, uh, one of the co-executive producers of Voltron. Uh, I think she's amazing. So if she's going to be directing this, I'm ready. My money is ready to go right now. Yeah, I mean, Voltron's amazing. You've heard me <laughs> banging that drum for, what, two years now? So yep. I'm all in. If they're going to make something, I'll, I'll watch whatever it is. I don't care if it's like a Night Thrasher movie. <laughs> all right, cool. And then in, in other news, which uh, means nothing to anyone else, but it means something to me. And because I have this platform, I'm going to use it. Uh, I'm getting a Downton Abbey movie next year. Uh, the trailer dropped this week. Uh, Downton Abbey was a... Uh, PBS Masterpiece TV show uh, that I really couldn't give two shits about the first three seasons that it was on and then someone told me to watch it and I wound up watching it and I wound up loving it uh, it's just it's completely unlike any other show that I've watched and it's something that I definitely wanted to see more of so the fact that they're making a movie out of this I'm psyched it's coming out next year Downton Abbey the movie I'm ready do you guys have any experience with Downton Abbey at all? no 
I think so. Uh, Jen has watched the whole thing, and I've been in the room while it's playing, and it looks like the most boring <laughs> thing in the world. Like, I'd rather watch paint dry, and I'm not even like exaggerating. Like, I'd rather get a can of paint out of the garage, <laughs> walk up to the wall, slap it on a brush, and slather it on the wall, and then pull up a chair and sit there and stare at the wall rather than watch <laughs> anything that has to do with this. That does not surprise me one bit. Not one bit. Your wife has good taste. She just watches anything British that's on there. <laughs> really? Is she a Doctor Who fan? Can we get that started? No. Oh, okay. No, she does not like Doctor <laughs> Who. But if it's like boring British crime shows. Mm-hmm. She's all about it. Uh, yeah, that's all she watches. So. Awesome. Ildris Alba is Luther. <laughs> uh, what else we got? What else we got? Is, I don't know. Is that H- Helen Mirren? Wasn't she like a female detective of something? Like, I, I'm, I'm sure she was. <laughs> if it involves people from Britain and crime <laughs> it was watched in our house right on did she watch the sherlock holmes movies with benedict yep. oh yeah nice nice all right so uh yeah so that's it that's all i got for the news this week awesome well you know short week with the holidays coming up it gets a little tougher to find stuff to talk about so you know um probably next week we'll have nothing to talk about except aquaman so. <laughs> oh yeah so good times, good times. Jump into the water. All right. So let's <laughs> go ahead and get into it. We all had a chance to go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Non-spoiler. We're going to not spoil anything first. Just give you an impressions. And then we'll play a sound drop that delineates spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you can jump off. Come back once you have. Um, or if you have, you can just keep listening and we'll talk spoilers. Uh, Aubrey, what did you think of the movie? It was Okay. That's good. Okay. Uh, Mark Ellis. I thought it was incredible. <laughs> I also thought it was fucking phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> so Aubrey's on a lonely island right now. Excellent. All right. I'm I don't know. To it. I don't know how we can talk about this without spoiling it. So let's let's just go. Play the sound drop. Let's go. Spoiler alert. I had seen the future and I had to prevent it. <laughs> All right, Aubrey, it was only okay? What's going on here? Well, you know, from the beginning of this movie, even in us talking about this movie coming out, I've said I'm not a big fan of animated movies like that. Mm-hmm. So that was a big part of my problem. Was just, you know, I'm not a big fan. of an- It wasn't something that I was interested in from the beginning. I mean, Noah was really excited because he's five, but... For what are you trying to say? <laughs> 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 and the anime and stuff like that has just never grabbed my attention. Like Star Wars Clone Wars. I said I still have yet to watch Clone Wars because... The animation looks like it, trash. And it's, it's animation, you know. It's hard for me. I like I like anime, but... Anime? Um, Why don't you understand that anime belongs in the trash? Yeah, I do. I And I like anime, and I like South Park. But that's probably the extent of what I like as far as animation goes. I'm not a big animation person. So that's kind of where it was lost on me. I think if it was live action, I would have been like, wow, this movie was phenomenal. But it just wasn't It wasn't something that grabbed me because, it, I mean, again, it was animated. It was just tough for me. Mm-hmm. I can I can understand that. Um, Tom... 
Tom Van Zandt, who used to be on the show with us, he has the same kind of feeling about animation too. It's hard for him to like really, I think, like grab onto or really get involved inside of the characters in an animated form. And I can, I can definitely understand that. There's a reason why there's more live action superhero movies than there are animated ones. Yeah, and and you know, um, it's times like this where I miss you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) This and our Anna Kendrick. Um, you know, and, and it, that that is what's tough for me. It's hard for me to really get involved in it because it is animated. Um, if it was live action, totally would have been way more invested in the characters. You know, this is subject matter that I enjoy. But when it's animated, it's tough. I mean, even the Batman movies that are animated, it's hard for me to really get into them because they're animated. What about um, the uh, what about the Pixar movies? You know, it it's diff and it's tough. Like if it's if it's a movie that sometimes like I'll go to a Pixar movie or a Disney movie or something, like we just saw Ralph Rex the Internet. And like that wasn't too boring for me. I don't know what it is about that type of animation versus this type of animation, but for some reason when it's like Clone Wars, I could just never get into it because it was animated. And um, what the fuck else did I see was going to be animated? And it's in the same style too. There, there's. I almost feel like this was kind of in that same style of Clone Wars in a sense. It's different, but the the um the people were drawn the same. Is that about Rebels? Yes, yes. But there was something. That I saw that was coming out. That's that's maybe it was Shira. I have yet to watch it because it has this same sort of animation about it that I just can't. I don't feel invested in it, and I don't know why. Because uh, uh, like Disney movies, I feel invested in when I'm seeing them with Noah. But if if I wasn't seeing them with Noah, I probably wouldn't go out of my way to see them. Honestly, what did Noah think of Spider the Spider Verse? He loved it. Okay, can we put him on? No, I'm just kidding. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, for him. Yeah, he he loved it. He was really excited. He thought Spider Ham was hysterical. Um, he was super invested in the movie, so he um he was really excited to go see it. I had picked him up early from daycare, and I was like, "No, you want to go to the movies?" And he ran around the the whole room screaming because he knew we were going to see spider-man yeah. so he was super super excited awesome uh all right so the store the character design and the animation style wasn't something that you can get into what about the story i thought that this story was good i think the the struggle that i had was i've been playing spider-man for ps4 and instead of miles's uncle dying his dad dies in spider-man and I feel more invested in that storyline than I do his uncle dying, even though it's kind of nice to have both of his parents alive and everything. I think, I don't know, that was, I felt more invested in him in that storyline than I did this storyline. And that might have ruined it for me in this one. But I thought it was a really well put together story and I thought it was really good. Um, And I thought that the message was really good too. It had really... Uh, wonderful messages about, you know, being understanding and patient and accepting and accepting people for their differences and everything. And 
at the base of it all, you know, people do understand what you're going through. I thought that that was really well thought out and put together. I just wasn't as emotionally invested in it. Uh, yeah, I saw it twice and I cried harder the second time. <laughs> it just works. It works. The movie totally works for me. I think it's just, uh, it's an amazing achievement in storytelling. I think that script, it just works. Like they got, it's a tough balance that they have to hit for this movie. And I thought they got it perfectly right. It's an amazing origin story for Miles. I definitely feel like this is a, uh, a full Miles story. I was worried about all of the other characters kind of taking the shine away from him. Uh, but I definitely feel like this is a strong Miles origin story. And I definitely feel like it's a very strong Spider-Man story. It feels like all of the authentic feelings that you want to get from a quote-unquote Spider-Man movie, I feel like they accomplished that. And they did it really organically without just doing a, you know, he, he loses someone, great power comes great responsibility, thwip, thwip, he's a hero. You know, it, it hits those beats, but it does it organically, so it feels really good. Um, I think it's, a, it's a, just a stunning achievement in storytelling. And the visuals are like secondary to me. Joey, are you awake? Yes. Yes, I am awake. I'm just listening to you guys talk. Sorry. I don't want to interrupt. Um, I thought the visuals are fucking fantastic. I loved all the like comic book touches, like the sound effects and the word balloons and the, I don't know what you call them, but the, like the, the boxes <laughs> that would pop up that have like words in them, like the narration boxes, yep. I guess. Yep. Yep. Little, little like, yellow all boxes. That stuff. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every time they, a character would pop up, they would, you know, introduce themselves and, you know, go, th- it would, a comic book would appear on the screen and then it was just fucking great. And I love that it was, the story was just like bat shit insane. And like, they didn't give a fuck. They're like, okay, yeah, here you go. <laughs> like here's multiple dimensions. Deal with it. Right. I was not expecting Spider-Man to get killed in the first like five minutes of the movie though. Yeah, that's kind of a shocker, I, w- I would say, for like most kids, but that's the way it happened in the book. So I was really surprised that they left it in there, too. Did you notice it was Chris Pine as like that Spider-Man, the younger Spider-Man? No, was it? Yeah. Oh, wow. No, um, but the yeah, I thought the movie was fucking phenomenal. I, I it, it felt long, but not in a bad way. I almost didn't want it to end, to be quite honest with you. Mm-hmm. It was starting to get to be a lot at the end. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a really nice love letter to comic books. Uh, just the fact that they start off the movie with the uh, comics code approved by the t- comics code stamp. Yes. I thought was awesome. Uh, there's a lot of like zip tone like effects through it. And um, yeah, it's just a, it's a sweet love letter to, a com- to comic books and to Spider-Man. What did you guys think of the different Spider-Mans? What did you guys think of, uh, of Spider-Ham? I thought they were interesting. <sighs> They worked with the storyline. I just don't know if I'm as invested in them and interested in them. I should say, I feel like Spider Gwen kind of is annoying for me. <laughs> um, but I don't know. They're interesting. Yeah. Without reading, I haven't read any of the other Spider books at all, so I was not. I'm not familiar with like their stories. But I thought they did a really good job of introducing them. Uh, that's the that's the you know, one of my only kind of, I want to say drawbacks, but I mean, like you said, the movie, it's long already enough. We don't really need that much more story, but I kind of felt I would, I would have liked to have known a little bit more about uh, the Spider-Man noir 
and uh, Penny Parker. Like, I, I kind of wanted <laughs> yes. to know a little bit more about their story. Uh, but um, I mean, I'm glad that they introduced it, and I re- I love the the comic book origins. I love that so much. <laughs> and when it got to the end, and Miles, you get the cover of Miles's comic book. I was like applauding. Yep. Oh, it was so awesome. <laughs> I loved Penny Parker. I love that she looked like anime. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And she had like uh they would do like little like anime things where her eyes would get like super wide and uh and she looked yeah, she she blended in with everyone else but she still looked different. You know what I mean? Like everyone else kind of had like a, a little bit of the uh, 3D imaging and she felt like a 3D anime character. It was a um, amazing style. The, the fact that they were able to put them all together in the same frame and have it not be completely distracting, I thought was amazing, including Spider-Ham. <laughs> I'm with you, Aubrey, though, on Spider-Gwen. Like, uh, again, I think as a character, she's got a fantastic costume. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, I like her costume, but I don't really like her. I don't know. I know. I guess, I guess I'm more invested in Gwen Stacy from like the mainstream story. Right. And it doesn't work in, I, I don't feel like she works as a character divorced from all the baggage that comes with her being Gwen Stacy alive. So when you don't have any of that setup, like it, it, to me, it doesn't, doesn't do anything. It's just a blonde girl in a cool costume. Yeah. I didn't, you know, she goes, I agree. No, I, I, really all it comes down to. I just I agree with that. I completely disagree. I what? I, like I said, I didn't. I don't read any of the books, but the thought of there being a universe where Gwen gets bitten by a spider and she goes to save Peter and he dies, but she lives. I think that's kind of interesting. No, it is interesting, but you still have a grasp of what that is. Like you know. Like Colin doesn't have any idea who Gwen Stacy is or or what that even means. Like it's nothing. It's just a blonde girl in a cool costume. Uh, All right. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying like, it's because you know who Gwen Stacy is, you know, what even just that. I know you don't read a lot of comics, but you still know the basics of it. You know, (laughs) like, you know, it was Spider-Man's girlfriend. that got thrown off a bridge. Right. You know that. If you don't know that, like, what is the character? It's a blonde girl in a cool costume. Yeah, well, it's a, it's the, it's what, it, it's like an, what if uh, Superman's rocket lands in Russia? It's that type of thing. It's like a, just another play on the same universe. And I think that's interesting. I think the, the thought of, of, of their roles being reversed is interesting to me. I mean, not enough to make me buy a comic book, but, you know, <laughs> I could see where that would be cool. I am also very glad this movie uh, makes sure to cement uh, Mary Jane as Peter's girlfriend slash wife. So, what do you mean they don't usually yeah. do that? And like, well, no, I mean in the movies in Homecoming, you know, oh. is that even MJ? <laughs> we don't even know. That's true. That's very true. And they took a nice shot at uh, Spider-Man Three. <laughs> that was that was the best. I laughed hysterically at that shot at Spider-Man Three. Yeah, I wish they hadn't shown that in the commercials, though. I saw that clip, like, in the commercials of him dancing, and I'm like, oh. I mean, it, it was great in a commercial, but had I seen that for the first time in the theaters, I think that would have been, I would have laughed a lot harder. Oh, I avoided the commercials like the plague. Good so. for you. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did not see the commercials, so that was really a nice surprise. Did you see the PS4 Spider-Man costume in his garage base? 
Yes, I did. I actually a lot of those costumes that were in there are actually part of the game. Is the one with the uh, Doctor Strange cape in there? Is that <laughs> is that part of the game too? That one is is not that I have so far. I have the majority of the costumes, and I don't believe that that is one. And what'd you guys think of the uh, Stan Lee cameo? That was nice. That was yeah. Nice. That was hilarious. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was just sad too. Stanley mm-hmm. died, so we got a nice uh, thank you to Stanley and Steve Ditko at the end of the movie. So, yep, that was cool. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I really liked it. I, this is probably the coolest Miles Morales has ever been. <laughs> they did a really good job of uh, fleshing him out, making him a character that you wanted to see more of and see uh, do good. I liked when I liked that he spent most of the movie in that shitty Spider-Man costume. <laughs> that was great. I was not expecting uh, the doctor to be Dr. Octopus. So that was a pleasant surprise. Oh, really? I thought for some reason, I thought that would have already been established like in the um, in the ultimate universe. Um, it's possible. I, I didn't, haven't read ultimate Spider-Man in a long time. So, yeah, see, I've read uh, I haven't read like all of miles of stuff, but I definitely read the the issues where him and Peter teamed up where they met for the first time and the universe is crossed. Um, I always thought miles was a really cool character. So seeing him in this, um, in this film, it just solidified it. I'm like, yes, that's, that's what I wanted to see. And they got it right. I love his character. I think he's awesome. And I think this movie yeah. does a great job of, uh, like I said, providing a nice origin story for him. So you know what he's about and, uh, and, uh, you know, setting him up for more adventures. I immediately wanted to, to, start buying more of miles comic books as soon as I saw the movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, I cannot stress how awesome the visuals were in this movie enough. It looked like a f- comic book come to life. It looked great. What'd you guys think of all the different characters like, uh, Nicholas Cage is Spider-Man noir and, uh, the, and, uh, miles <laughs> dad. Uh, that was great. That uh, was awesome. Um, you know, I really liked his dad's character. I felt more invested in him than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the actor that plays his dad is on uh, Atlanta. Uh, God, I forgot his name. He's amazing. He's also going to be in a new Child's Play movie, which is <laughs> yeah. He's got he's got to eat too. But um, I thought he did probably the best. Him and Miles gave like the best performances in a movie. Um, with just very little dialogue, I thought he you're really able to understand who he was, what he was coming from, and what his intention was. Uh, I thought him and Miles were like absolutely amazing, and I love Nicolas Cage. Uh, the, the, his he only had like a few lines too, but he like just his character. Uh, that character is so perfect for him, and like that voice that he did is so perfect. I loved it. I, I love that. <laughs> his his world is black and white, so he just couldn't conceptualize a Rubik's cube. <laughs> that was fucking great. But uh, I just I wish I hadn't already known that his uncle was a prowler because that seemed like it was probably a pretty big moment for people who had no idea. But I already knew that. So, yeah. Did you guys stay for the after credit scene? Uh, no, I had to pee. So I did not see it. Uh. Yeah, he had to pee and then he started walking off. So we weren't able to watch it. I did mean to watch it afterwards because, it, of course, it made it on the Internet. But I have yet to to actually watch it. Well, it's uh, Spider-Man 2099, mm-hmm. which is amazing because I love that character and that's a fucking awesome costume. And then he travels through the multiverse to the 60s Spider-Man cartoon. 
and they just start pointing at each other like the like the meme of spider-man pointing and they're arguing about who's pointing at who and that, that's it that's the whole scene mm-hmm. it was phenomenal i really 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 hope that if they make a sequel one we get spider-man 2099 in it and two we get uh 60s cartoon spider-man in oh, it because that would be hilarious <laughs> I didn't even consider that. There's an alternate universe where there's a Spider-Man that just looks like the 60s cartoon. That's right. Yeah. Holy shit. And we could get uh, Spider-Man from the Japanese TV show with the big robot. Wait, there is. There's a whole nother Spider-Man cartoon, right? Um, there's a lot of Spider-Man cartoons. I mean, a Japan, a, one that's a Japanese cartoon that hasn't that, been released. That was live action. Shit. What Spider-Man with the giant robot then? That's the live action Japanese one. Really? Yeah. The one from the 70s where he's like a bad guy? No, he's not a bad guy. He's a good guy. All right. I'm thinking of something totally different. Then. You're thinking of probably like Italian Spider-Man. Yeah. No, no, no we don't want Italian <laughs> Spider-Man. What'd you guys think of uh, Aunt May? I don't know. I didn't like Aunt May knowing. Knowing Peter's yeah. identity and being kind of like an Alfred to his uh, Batman. Yeah, I didn't really like it. That was a little weird. I don't understand why he had a bat cave in his garage. Cause I've never been a huge fan, and I don't like it in the current comics. Um, actually, that's not that's not the status quo anymore. But it was for a few years where he's like basically Bruce Wayne. Like yeah. I don't like that for Spider Man. Um, you know, I know Spider Man is amazing friends. You know, they they move the statue, and all of a sudden, like a reel to reel tape machine comes out of the wall right. and stuff. But like, uh, no, that's not. I'm that's not. I'm not into that at all. You know, he's not Iron Man. He's not. He's not Batman. He's fucking Spider Man. So, I'm uh, not really a fan of that. I did like when they were fighting in the house, and it, all of a sudden we got like a four quadrant split screen of just like dishes being broken and stuff right <laughs> because you could tell I was pissing her off i thought that was amusing but um you know what i, I love yeah. it i loved about that scene is that you see the different things being smashed and then it cuts to the fourth panel which is spider ham and he's just smashing a plate <laughs> over his head for no reason at all that's right that's right <laughs> i can't believe that i sat in a movie theater and watched spider ham <laughs> movie screen is this real life Dude. this is truly the golden age of nerd the fact no, that he, I thought that was the best part. The fact that he eats hot dogs too just cracks me up. He's a pig <laughs> eating hot dogs. I didn't even put that together. <laughs> Nobody knows what's in hot dogs. You don't want to know how they make the sausage. Exactly. Yeah, I watched. Um, there, there was this British show called "You Are What You Eat," and I watched it. And they went through what was made, what was put in hot dogs, and I stopped eating hot dogs for years. <laughs> <laughs> that would do it. Yeah, it was horrible. Right, what did you guys think of the design of the kingpin? <laughs> he looked like uh, Bill Sienkiewicz, uh drawing of kingpin. Like, is very stylized, like from old school eighties comics. So I liked it. Uh, some people in the theater like giggled at it, mm-hmm. but I did appreciate them keeping him being like a giant, massive guy. <laughs> Yeah. I can understand why it was a little weird. Well, yeah, the movie is pretty stylized, but and but his character does kind of stick out more than the other ones. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, all the other humans, like for more or less, uh, all the other humans looked like humans, and then right. we have this one guy that's built like a square. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my love for uh, the Kingpin in the Daredevil TV show is what made me really like that character. I I when I saw like he was the, the main 
part of this story is that he wants to bring back his wife and kid. And he, when he sees her and he goes, Vanessa, instantly I'm taken back to uh, Netflix Daredevil. <laughs> no uh, closed caption of squishing sounds, though, in this one. So. <laughs> I was I couldn't believe Tombstone was in this movie. It's like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's the other thing. They never explained who it, I didn't know who it was. I had to look it up. <laughs> Unbelievable. Just obscure characters like falling out of the sky in this thing. <laughs> Fucking I recognize Tombstone. I didn't like how they didn't really explain him, though. Like Mark said, like they had, everybody else had no clue who he was. I just happened to recognize him. So I guess that maybe that's like one of the problems I had is that it just kind of... Th- I feel like this movie throws you in thinking you have an understanding of all of these Spider-Man characters. These just obscure Spider-Man characters because you're watching a movie about Miles Morales. It's kind of how I feel this movie was. Yeah, I think they kept the story pretty much open to everyone, but like throwing Tombstone in there, I think there's like and like the the Spider-Man costume from the PS4 game. I think that was just designed just for like the pure Spider fans. You know what I mean? Like just like a little little extra for you guys. Well, I I didn't mind it. I liked that they just threw you in. Then we didn't need an extra half hour of the movie explaining like like a lot of crazy stuff, but it wasn't bad. So let's, you know, let's kind of wrap it up here with uh, a score out of five. Aubrey, what did you think out of five? Um, I would give it probably a uh, 4.5. And where do you rank it in your Spider-Man movies? Um, since I don't really like any of the Spider-Man movies. Oh, Jesus. God, you're killing me. You're in the top. You're killing me. I'm not satisfied with any Spider-Mans. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, Mark Ellis. Yeah, I, I want to give it a 5.5, 5, 5 out of 5, but I, I can't quite get there. So the, the closest I can score it is 4.5 out of 5. I don't do the, I don't do the quarter rankings. <laughs> All right. And where do you put it in your Spider-Man movies? Uh, I would say I would say wow, that's tough. It's either 2 or 3. Probably okay. probably 2. Probably 2 okay. cuz I cried twice. <laughs> so probably Aww. 2. Aww. <laughs> All right. Well, I will give it a 5 out of 5. I'm not afraid. I thought it was fucking phenomenal. It looked like a comic book come to life. Uh, it was just fantastic. It was so nerdy. Oh, my God. It was nerdy. <laughs> Fucking Spider-Ham, Spider-Man Noir. Like, this is just Penny Parker. These are, like, characters that should not be in a mainstream movie release. But here they are, <laughs> you know. Um, so, yeah, I gave it a five out of five. I'm not – no spoilers for podcasts in a couple weeks. But you might hear me talk about it again. We are doing our year wrap-up. And – uh I would put it, I don't know, two or three. I mean, the same with you, Mark. Two or three. Spider-Man 2 is always going to be number one. I think that's probably the best. Um, I love Spider-Man Homecoming, but I don't know if I have Regency bias from just having walked out of the theater like less than three hours ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> But Into the Spider-Verse is phenomenal. I, I would highly suggest if you are nerdy or like comic books in any way shape or form you get your butt to the theater and check it out this needs to make money we need more of this Mm -hmm. amen sweet so let's uh let's wrap it up let's get some recommendations out there aubrey you've been sitting around doing nothing for a week (laughs) so what do you have to recommend for the listeners out there (laughs) oh 
I recommend what have I been doing? I've been watching Gossip Girl. Wow. That's a deep cut. Yeah. All the I things know. on Aubrey's list and she's watching Gossip Girl. I know. It's because I don't really want to pay attention to the TV. I just want noise. So <laughs> Well, you got it. I know, and I ran out of episodes of keeping up with the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't really have anything good to recommend this week, honestly. So. All right. All right. No doubt. What about you, Mark Ellis? Well, I'm surprised because my recommendation, I thought for sure Aubrey was going to recommend. Uh, if you have not had a chance to check out the biggest Spider-Man movie of the year that does not star, star Miles Morales, uh, Venom is coming out in DVD this week. Uh, it is a, yes, queen. Yes, <laughs> it's available digital right now. But if you're like me, old school, and you want to get that uh, that hard copy of the DVD, will be available this week. So uh, watch Venom and see what the hell all of the hype is about, because I sure as hell don't get it. Awesome. Well, I will suggest that you go to SoWizardPodcast.com where you can find the podcast every week. Links to all our social media accounts on the right-hand side of the page. Movie reviews, streaming picks from Adam and Markellis, and so much more. SoWizardPodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, or just about anywhere under the sun you find podcasts. We'll be there, and you can hear us every week talking about the world of nerd. Check out our Patreon page. You like the show, you can support us monetarily through Patreon and get yourself an extra episode exclusively through the Patreon website. This month, we're going to be watching Twilight New Moon. Next month's exclusive is going to be our review of Bumblebee. So at least one extra exclusive episode every month when you support us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash so wizard podcast. Um, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and recommend that you check out Aquaman coming out next week. Is it going to be good? I don't know. The trailers look cool. Uh, Amber Heard is hot. Mm-hmm. Aubrey, I'm going to trust your judgment that Jason Momoa is hot. You know, um, my sister-in-law and my mother both are willing to go see this. <laughs> there you go. Wet shirtless Jason Momoa is the draw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we'll be talking about that next week and reviewing it. Hopefully the DCEU is back on the right track. Um, and, you know, just a shout out to our Patreons and our podcast pals. Check out the countdown movie and tv reviews podcast that's my favorite podcast i listen to every week and uh, i love it so listen to it you'll love it too but that's gonna do it for episode number 228 of the so wizard podcast i've been your host joey DiCarlo. my co-hosts are the queen of all nerds aubrey litchfield see you later and the expert, Mr. Marquis Marcellus Reagans. Uh, if you're on a fence about going to see a Spider-Man animated movie, uh, please go see it. It is amazing, and it has Biggie Smalls in it. It was just awesome. Right. Uh, Wakanda forever. Yeah, I will second that. Go see this movie. It is awesome. You got six thumbs up for myself and my kids, so go <laughs> check it out. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. And then go see Aquaman, because we're going to talk about that next week. We'll see you then. Good journey.